Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. And as usual, I'm not flying solo. Hey, Anne. Hey, Cynthia. How are you? I'm influence. I'm great, great, great. Uh, where are you catching us from? Um, well, since we're all in quarantine, um, you're catching me from my bedroom in my Batman shirt okay. this morning. You sound like you're in a closet or some confined oh, space. I'm sorry, but we are. We all are right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to everybody at home, oh, you're probably catching us from home. Thank you so much for joining us as usual. And as usual, we've got a very special guest. Her name is Busisi West Kosana. She is founder of Azani and Pulse Management. And uh, today she's unpacking the role and the way marketing is functioning in this coronavirus space or in this. Uh, Hi. How are you? I'm good. Just a bit anxious, but good. Thank you so much for time out to, to speak to our audience this morning. Yeah. And I think let's just jump right into it. Tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do, what Azani and Pulse Management is all about. And yeah, let's take it from there. So I am a social media manager. Um, I've been in the industry for about seven years, uh, working in all industries um, from, you know, mining to tiles, uh, fast moving consumer goods in social media for business. And then I recently started my own agency called Azanian Pulse Management. And what we do is that we basically help influencers and brands sort of build uh, and yeah. All right. And yeah, and I literally just started a new job. I mean, in this climate, um, the agency, we 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 sort of have to look at what we can do um, amid amidst the COVID virus uh, crisis. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah, congrats. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, Busy, obviously, thank you. We know that we are all anxious at this point, and I think um, it's not only impacting us personally, but also brands, obviously. Um, we can't deny that COVID-19 or the coronavirus is here, um, and unfortunately, it also reached our shores, um, and it obviously must impact and, and impair brands at this time, especially when it comes to their marketing activities. Um, so my question to you is, to what extent in the last couple of weeks have we seen it impacting certain brands' uh, marketing activities, especially ones you work with? So, I mean, one of the biggest challenges is uh, panic. Um, everybody is so anxious and nobody really understands how far um, or, like, we are literally in uncertain times. Absolutely. And in terms of having some sort of strategy, um, it, it poses such a difficult um, uh, dilemma in terms of how do you then strategize to say this is what we are going to do when you don't necessarily have timelines. So yeah. um, one of the biggest challenges <clears throat> on top of that is the fact that consumers are in a panic. Yeah, And you massively. can't necessarily talk to people who are panicking. 
So it's really, and, and, you know, this is the time for brands to also sort of provide information and education, Mm. but you cannot also educate on something that you yourself as a brand don't understand. It's going to impact us in a, in a hectic way. Uh, I mean, now that we are under quarantine, um, brands need to sort of figure out how to still stay top of mind Mm. and actually drive sales. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and is it all possible for brands to stick their heads in the sand and, and carry on as if it's it's business as usual? Uh, are all marketing plans in the field still relevant or we just head for the heels and forget about this whole thing? <laughs> no, I think it's it's very necessary <laughs> that brands still be top of mind. Um, one cannot shy from the fact that we are in a crisis, but it's really... Yeah all your team efforts collaborating in an effort to sort of figure out how do we still drive brand awareness? How do we still drive sales? How do yep. we still have conversations with our consumers? How do we have loyalty, trust, um, affinity, brand affinity, yeah. and obviously purchasing intent? Because, Bussie, I'll tell you what, um, all over my social media still, especially on Twitter, it's business as usual for brands and their scheduled uh, ads are just going out. And I'm thinking from a comms perspective and my PR experience, just stop it. You need to start rethinking those messaging now. I, I'm telling yeah. you now, my, the customers don't care about your party that you're having at the weekend or going to buy things. People like they are in a panic and they want some direction. And isn't it better now to just kind of give that to them through kind of empathy and messaging than saying like pushing your brand onto me no no it's definitely very important i mean messaging is going to be the biggest shift and the great equalizer of the COVID 19 is the need for connection the messaging needs to be genuine and it has to be community driven otherwise it won't connect you need to provide your consumers with some sort of comfort that even during this crisis they are still your priority Correct. And if people are going to carry on, especially brands with, you know, generic messaging, uh, trying to have marketing efforts that don't necessarily translate in this mm. period, they're going to fall flat because you have to adhere or rather sort of comfort consumers in spaces where they feel the most anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So it's, it's education. It's also a bit of enjoyment, providing entertainment, but also providing comfort and a sense of community and connectedness. So if you are going to be sending uh, messaging that is completely disconnected to everybody else, they're going to lose you, especially when it's time for recovery, because they will remember how you behaved during the crisis. Exactly. So brands need to be able to read the room. You need to read the room. Um, I know the biggest conversation right now is do we really need influencers um, in a space where budgets are being frozen and people are really just sort of trying to figure out from an economic perspective and financial perspective, how do we then sustain or ride out this wave of uncertainty? But for me, the biggest thing is to actually use influencers. Um, One of the biggest ways you can actually leverage off this whole crisis is using the influencer's audience because they have earned that trust and they have earned that connection. They have yeah. a sense of community. You know, you, you can still be part of conversation. I, I, I 100% agree. And I think to your point, many brands have had to um, obviously cancel events. 
their media drops, pop-up shops and activations that is so part and parcel of a, of a media strategy or a marketing strategy rather. Um, and they have to start looking at other places or other ways to reach people so that people don't have to be there physically. So um, to your point, Pussy, um, many brands had to have cancelled events, media drops, pop-up shops, activations and so forth. And that is so part and partial of what um, we come to know as what part part of your marketing strategy, right? Including your influences uh-huh. and everything else. Um, and now a lot of brands will have to shift tactics to to fit more digitally because that's where people now are. They are on their screens, they're at home, they're alone most of the time. Um, uh-huh. How would you shift those tactics digitally? Um, obviously also including influence marketing because we know like you said, they've already got that audience that is that is willing and watching them right now. Um, yes. But then also in terms of messaging, because you also can't just shift those tactics and have your old messaging amongst this pandemic. No, I think we are in a state and the you know the the, the virus has also you know profoundly changed consumer behaving and yeah. their shopping habits, um, and this will have obviously long term repercussions. Um, it is very necessary that people also um, go back to what, what social media for business was mm. when it started out. I think um, influencer marketing and all these tactics have sort of been used as a crutch because they're easy. Yeah. But it's now going back to those lessons that we all had to learn when we started doing influencer for uh, influencer marketing and social media for marketing. Mm-hmm. When to talk to people, how do we talk to people, um, what strategies and what messaging are we driving in terms of content. Um, really looking at where are people spending majority of their time right now in terms of digital platforms. Introducing introducing new ways of actually communicating outside of a caption, image, and link. How do we still drive traffic to the website? Again, influencers are going to help a lot with this, but I think also brands mm-hmm. need to move away from trying to sell themselves yeah. and really just tap into the lives of the people they're talking to. I mean, right now, you know, the attention will be on online shopping. E-commerce is going to be big, Absolutely. but you cannot you cannot sell me a product if you don't show me the value of it. And right now, mm-hmm. you know, things such as you know, quick, easy meals to make at home, how to entertain and teach my kids, you know, saving money and financial wellness and other emerging thoughts and anxieties of the consumer have to actually be addressed. You have to create a relationship. Now is not the time for you to sell. Now is for the, is the time for them to actually have conversations, actually listen to their consumers and listen to the audience online. What are their communities saying in terms of their biggest challenges? Yeah. And in that, they can get real-time insights on how to actually address this. If majority yeah. of people are complaining about the fact that they are bored at home, it means that outside of TikTok, outside of Netflix, outside of literally every single thing that we could possibly do at home, there's still a need for something else. Mm. And you have to find what that need is. And people want to be connected. Yeah. The biggest thing is people want to be connected. So you need to meet them in their homes. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a journey of from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. How do we fit into their lives? Yeah. yeah. And, and while people are in isolation, social media is in a, a boom in activity, primarily on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, yes. Some research says been a 22% increase in 
Instagram campaign impressions from the last quarter, and a 27% jump in average engagement on TikTok from just about Feb to March. Looking at that, don't you think digital media, including influencer marketing, is now more relevant than ever? No, at this point, digital marketing is the one platform that will save us all. It is really our saving grace because it still provides an opportunity for people to connect, even in isolation. It uh, it allows um, brands and consumers to still connect. We are still able to share information. We are still able to sort of understand what is going on in the state of our country, especially the economy. Um, This is where, you know, certain things such as Uber and Bolt will then have to also just find ways to immerse themselves in digital marketing, which is e-commerce. They are going to have to shift from, you know, just transporting people to actually being a delivery service where they deliver food, they deliver uh, online purchases and uh, obviously, you know, taking us from one point to another within the curfew rules. But at this point, digital is the one platform where all the budgets should actually go into. You cannot be focusing your budgets on traditional media. Yes, people watch TV. Yes, people listen to the radio. But you cannot put that much into it because it's one-way communication. And mm, that's yeah. where you need digital. Digital has to be two-way communication where it's a conversation. It's not you know, messaging that is pushed onto me, but it's messaging that I can receive and actually respond to. And you spoke about our continued need to stay connected and taking that uh, shift in behavior into consideration. How do you think brands should connect with their customers in a new way? Um, I think the biggest way for me, and it's not necessarily new, but it's influencer marketing and it is influencer marketing done right. I don't know if you've, you've really seen the climate before we went into this crisis. Influencer marketing had started to sort of filter into billboard and one-way communication yeah. where even in, in terms of authenticity, in terms of creativity, you know, everybody just went out to take a beautiful picture and came back and <laughs> gave us a hashtag and kept it moving. Yeah. Everyone wanted yeah. to be a Kardashian, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> So now is the time for influencer marketing to actually reposition itself. It's this is the mm-hmm. time where influencers reposition themselves in terms of their offering to to brands. Absolutely, um, it is very important that you you not only leverage on the relationships that you have established, but also keep it very authentic. I think it's mm-hmm. it's also the yeah. need for us to show vulnerability. Yeah. I think everybody is scared. Everybody is anxious and. You know, I don't need the brand to be the hero. I need a brand that I can, you know, sort of resonate and relate to. And when we do recover, I can see that, you know, even in adversity, we were able to sort of recover from this together. You know, um, so uh, social media has allowed brands to also be on the ground. And being on the ground means you cannot be on a pedestal. It means you cannot, you cannot make it seem like you have it all figured out. No, Sometimes it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, I absolutely think that this is um, the time for social media and and influencer marketing to shine and to literally prove itself finally to those people who are still not buying into it and show them that this is what we're doing. And just to add to Cinti's stats earlier, Facebook is also in another study they've now shown since all of this started happening 
Um, their ad spend and cost per click engagement has, has gone down. People are looking for that organic conversations. And that's yeah. where they're seeing the engagement coming yeah. from. And again, influences who's built those audiences, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it comes back to my, the point I've always made across all platforms where I have an opportunity to talk about this. Um, a lot of people then tend to forget that just because you have a high number of following does not necessarily have means that you have a community. Thank you. So Popularity versus so- influence. <laughs> 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 exactly. Because, I mean, a lot of, I think the misconception is because you have such a, you have a high following that automatically translates into uh, influence. Exactly. But you, you see that the spike in engagement mm-hmm then tends to be lower with people who have high yeah. numbers because, um, again, you do not have, you do not have any, uh, a community. I yeah. mean, you, I mean, as much as they would be able to create content, but you know, you need to create content that is persuasive to help brands in their digital efforts and, you know, really help them sustain uh, loyalty and purchasing trust intent and really just giving people a sense of community. Uh, right now, um, brands have been using people with such high numbers mm. and yes from a from a, a brand awareness perspective that is great yeah but we are in crisis and brand awareness should be the last thing on your mind 100%. right now is the time for long-term relationships with your consumers so that when we go back to normal life again you are top of mind yeah 100% grew up. so i think that leads perfectly into my next question where we a lot of people are obviously isolated away from family away from friends for the next 21 days at least um so people we've seen with the stats are turning to social media to kind of be their um connection like you say because we still even though in isolation we're still human we want that that connection with people so influence yeah so influencers are going to become a lot of people's best friends during this time i think um but how do brands at this time, like you said earlier, instead of just doing the the generic caption with a pretty picture, how do they actually make that, that influencer becoming million consumers' friends their best strength? How do they do that? I mean, if you look, at, if you look overseas, um, brands have really turned to influencers to sort of help them in their, in their marketing efforts. However, in South Africa, they've sh- sort of shied away from it yeah. because no, nobody wants, I guess it's really affiliation and, mm. um, you know, not wanting to use the one influencer who might say something wrong yeah. during this campaign period, during the COVID virus crisis. But it's really um, moving away from making influencers seem like they're so exclusive and on a pedestal, but really, you know, using influencers again to start conversations that again allow everybody to be vulnerable, that show how the brands were able to, in these times of anxiety, sort of um, offer comfort and connectedness. It's really telling, giving messaging that tells a story and uh, that mm-hmm. evokes emotion and also builds trust. It's going back to what you're saying, going back to basics and become storytellers again. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I know there was a time where people used to say content is king. And then the shift was what you do with the content is now king. But again, we coming back to that content is king. And yeah. in, 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 you know, in, in establishing content, we all know that the one thing that always resonates is in evoking emotion and telling uh, a story.
Um, I think it will also allow the creatives behind the brands to really tap outside of the normal and really go for those campaigns that have always been put at the back because not right now, Sipo, or not right now, Mark, it won't work right now. Maybe it's time to revisit those ideas, those campaigns, and see how we can actually make them work in light of this crisis. Um, it's really also tapping outside what is deemed to be normal, what seems to work, and really trying to, you know, push the boundaries a bit, be outside of the box. People are looking for messaging and storytelling and really reading the room, understanding your audience right now. If people are anxious, at least give them something that just sort of distracts them. Mm. Um, And outside of them working and everything, they are entertained, they are educated, and they actually inform. Absolutely. Most of you know that Influential is our podcast sponsor. But did you know that my co-host Anne heads up the agency? And that is the first ever boutique agency in South Africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing. Anne and her team are experts in the field and have spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast, and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month. And this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. And contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. So you you did touch on some of the aspects that are coming up in my next question, but I, I think uh, it's quite worth a, a revisit uh, and yeah. expansion. Uh, in your opinion, do you think that the biggest objective for for brands during this time will be more about building relationships, cultivating brand love with their consumers? or potential customers rather than uh, driving trial. And why I ask this is I want to know if you think this will pay in the long run um, when people are able to leave their homes and use brands and products, uh, products that can be experienced in isolation. Um, I think the, uh, the biggest objectives will definitely be uh, building relationships. Because yeah. remember, when you build trust and you, you build uh loyalty and brand affinity, you you ultimately drive um, the intent to purchase. Um, The one thing, though, is that in in this period, I I don't necessarily think that a lot of brands are really focusing on what do we do outside of this when we do recover and that's the that's the, the the aim that's where the aim should be because again what people do is we look for people who hold positions of power to sort of give us comfort that when we get out of this life will go back to normal or there will be yeah. a, you know a sense of moving forward and getting over it but really Brands need to also give us direction in terms of when we do move forward, this is how we're going to move forward. Yeah. But during this crisis, these are the, these are like. the, this is what normal looks like and this is how we can help yeah. you with what normal looks like right now because life feels like it's being cancelled. So how do we give people a sense of hope when they feel like 
I don't know how to do this. This is not normal to me. How do I do this? This is where, again, you build that relationship to say, you know what? As much as you are unable to go outside, this is what you can do inside. And this is the product or service that we can offer you to also help you sort of create your safe haven during this crisis. Isolation does not have to feel like punishment. Exactly. Um, yeah. So then in light of that, how important do you think it is that uh, brands, obviously you need to relook their strategies. I think that we've spoken about that at length right now. But how uh-huh. important is for them to now to relook and say, it's time to actually develop a, a proper influence marketing strategy for now and for when things go back to so-called normal. I think it's very important. Um, like you touched on earlier when you said there's certain tactics that have been used. And yeah. I think those tactics have also just been a copy and paste of what other people have been seeing. Absolutely. I think brand managers and um, account managers really need to sit down and really understand what is influencer marketing and what role does it play in all their marketing efforts? You see, you have a lot of PR managers right now or publicists who are turning to, to influencer marketing yeah. when they don't necessarily understand the core essential need for it and what it drives. Remember, influencer marketing drives consideration. Yes. In the marketing channel, in all your tools that you use, you literally drive consideration to purchase or consideration to take the next step to look at okay i am now that i'm aware of this brand i I can go to the website and actually look at all the other elements that i require before i can make a purchasing decision yeah so they need to start looking at what is the core effort and what is the core need for influencer marketing who has genuine, authentic relationships with people and how can we actually build on that instead of telling influencers to change who they are to meet your requirements. Mm-hmm. You are now going to look at influencers and they're going to give you direction in terms of this is who I have, I have in my audience. This is how they respond to content. This is when they are likely to listen to me and when I use video as opposed to an image, I get a, I get a better response in terms of engagement. Um, they are going to have to look at how to optimize their social media pages as well. So this is going to challenge everybody from mm. all uh, from both sides. Influencers up the game in terms of their offering, in terms of how to actually be resilient and pivot and what they need from. You cannot go to somebody and tell them, "I need you, but you're going to do this." No, the relationship has to turn around. We yeah. are taking direction from the influencer because they know their audience better than you do. Everybody yeah. needs to start. At efforts uh, in terms of again, how do we build those connections? How do we leverage off those relationships? And it's not, it's going to go beyond doing press drops and making people look cool. It's yeah. really going to make people really, either seem very authentic and genuine and invested and building a sense of community. And then there's a flip side where the people who are sitting on a pedestal and then creating formal. And right now, formal won't work. No, exactly. And I think you reiterated. Um, in one of our previous podcast um, guests, Breitfield also said it's time for brands to start listening to influencers and bring them in in the strategy so that you can understand yes. what their audience respond to because they know them better than anyone else and actually um, collaborate with them properly so you can have authentic communica- communications and community, like you say. No, definitely. And I think also, you know, I tweeted something last night that got me in so much trouble. Ooh, I didn't see um, it. What was it? <laughs> so I, I said that um, 
you know, the COVID virus is going to expose who are the real influencers. Ooh. And I'm very excited. That's cold. And cold. people came for me to say, <laughs> I'm being so mean. And <laughs> That's hilarious. I got into trouble. And this is me after a couple of drinks. So I'm like, okay, let's sober up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're absolutely right. This is a time where we're going to see... Um, what content really works, which influencers are actually not just popular, but who actually have influence, who's driving those link clicks, who's driving people to certain messaging. Um, I don't know why you got in trouble for that. I think the trouble is that, you know, the sentiment around influencer marketing right now, especially on Twitter, is that you either like them or you hate them. Yeah. And if you hate them, uh-huh. you're going to spew all kinds of vile and malicious Absolutely. things. Because you, okay. you, 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 are, you are hating outside of the club, basically. So, you know, the response I got was mostly from people who don't necessarily follow me and have not been following my journey. Because those who know me understood the context of my tweet. Absolutely. I was basically saying that as much as right now, it seems like people are not getting any sort of influencer marketing gigs outside of doctors and really uh, popular people who can actually drive information at a large scale. What it's going to do is that it's going to show us who are the people who are able to create content with limited resources, Uh, people who can create content without actually having to go outside. Um, The real influencers, by virtue of who they are, will find themselves being very influential and very popular, even with uh, really low numbers. But um, it's really also for the influencer to learn how to pivot and be resilient. And also, how do you use TikTok in a manner where it makes you stand out because everybody's on TikTok right now. But what what's the one thing that you get to do that makes yeah. you stand out? Yeah. You know, I was I was speaking to one of uh, my influencers that I manage, and she's working with um, an alcohol brand, and they want her to cook. And I'm I, and I said to her, okay, cool. And if you're gonna cook, I think it would be smart that you start introducing music, play a bit of music mm. in the background, and then. Go back to your timeline and say, this is my Spotify uh, cook um, mix Playlist, for, yeah. this, uh, yeah. for this session that I'm having with this brand. And then you can actually then get the attention of Spotify in the, during this time to say, mm. what is a COVID crisis ultimate playlist? Very smart. You know, it's really thinking outside of the norm. Creating a Netflix yeah. and chill uh, movie playlist uh, where you say, these are the the movies you can watch that actually teach you about certain viruses around the world. These are the movies you can, or documentaries that you can watch to mm. upskill. Um, this is what you can listen to. These are my podcasts, my favorite podcasts uh, in terms yeah. of upskilling or rather learning a couple of things, you know, learn how to make, make tables, uh, upskill. There's so many things that influencers have to drive the conversation. Absolutely. And I also think yeah. um, to your point that your micro and nano influencers might see more impacts during this time? No, they definitely will. They definitely will because remember, um, right now, a lot of influencers, and especially the bigger ones, used to sort of create content because they were paid to do it. Yeah. Where the the smaller, the nano influencers still create content irregardless of the fact that they're being paid or not. And they are able to actually create content that is meaningful and um, has a really powerful message because for them it's not commissioned work there's a lot of thought that goes into it uh there's no brief so everything that they're doing is their own intellectual property and they are able to actually create proper messaging that doesn't necessarily come from a brand manager in a brief yeah 
Yeah. We we are obviously in new territory and uh, a difficult one at that. And trust me, there is going to be a snake oil salesman brand out there trying to sell, 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 sell. Yeah. Uh, in other words, using uh, its people to or using influencers to just go out and market. Do you think mm. this could lead to brand reputation issues, uh, influencer backlash, and and is it okay? Important as well. I think it's going to be very important for brands to obviously use um, influencers to sort of go back into normal life. Um, yeah, yeah. The the reason for this is because when we went into isolation. Everybody, before people started wearing masks and gloves, you looked for you look for one person who's doing it, and it sort of convinces you to do it, right? And you sort of feel normal, and you don't think, oh, I'm I'm overreacting, or oh, I'm being paranoid. The same thing is going to happen when we have to go back outside. You are going to look to other people first to go outside. It's similar to um, you know the marketing purchasing decision. Yeah. There's early adopters, and then there's the laggards, and then the ones in the middle. So you're going to have to sort of use your influencers to be your early my, my minority. And they're going to have to sort of convince people to go outside. However, how you do that will be important because you cannot just pay somebody 15,000 rand and tell people, oh, go outside, be fine now. No, exactly. You know, it's really creating, um, <laughs> it's really them really may perhaps taking us through a day where they go out the first time and what precautions they've, learn to take and how they still going to continue to take those precautions and how life felt outside of that evoking emotion creating trust and also just how to navigate through that and the brand can either be part of the conversation but they cannot be the main they can be they can't be the main event you know yeah you can't have you can't have a coming out party sponsored by a particular brand no. and you feed people alcohol and free drinks and you give them a nice goodie bag to go back home so they can post. You have to create campaigns that show us how do we go back into normal life and navigate that because, again, we don't know when that is and how that's going to look like. Are we going to all be sick or not? And if we're all going to be sick, what extra precautions do we have to take in an effort to go back into normal life? We have to talk about how we were impacted impacted from um, a financial standpoint. Um, did you lose weight? Did you gain weight? There's so many factors yeah. into that that have to be considered when you actually lead people to go outside again. And the brands would have to be very smart. Yeah. The old tactics and, and are not going to work. Yeah, and we've been talking about the brands that are coming all out uh, during this this. Uh, this predicament. What about those that keep quiet? Is is the is the value and and staring away from controversy, so to speak, and and just saying nothing about what's happening now? I think um, the the one thing that brands will always get right is education and information. Information, but if you cannot be part of the conversation, there's no need. I think it's very important to be able to discern if you can be part of a conversation or not, because you'll also find that the brands who are being vocal are not doing it right. Yeah. So <laughs> you seem to think you could have just you just said nothing. No, <laughs> you exactly. You really could have just said nothing. 
Uh, but yeah. but it's also very important that you know the ones that are being quiet also just maybe address why they're being quiet. Mm-hmm. Again, coming back to vulnerability and say coming out as a brand yeah. and say you know during this crisis we feel that whatever we have to offer at this current moment is really not necessary. We are going to shut down operations and we're going to really look after our stuff and they're going to go home and actually recuperate and perhaps they will upskill and we have this amazing program where all our employees are going through this program and they're learning this and this and that in an effort to have something to offer when we do come back to better service you, especially in the services space, to better service yeah. you, our customers. Yeah. But outside of that, we're not going to have any sort of conversations. You know, there's, there's always a way around it. But, you know, everybody does the lazy, everyday copy and yeah. paste marketing. And I do if think... I'm right now saying that my, my, my company is shutting down, my comms will come from a perspective where I'm saying, now that we're shutting them because we're not p- perhaps getting any influencer marketing gigs, we're going to look at how we can upskill all our influencers in terms of learning how to design, learning how to edit, learning how to actually do photography mm. in, in an effort to be ready for those gigs when they do come out. Yeah. I think it comes down to as well, um, if you're not going to add value to a conversation, then rather don't. Yes. Honestly, if... Yeah, it's it's really that simple. Learn yeah. discern discern when and when you should say something. And if you if you have nothing to say, that's also okay. That's fine. There's Absolutely. there's so much messaging that's going out that if you don't say anything, trust and believe me, no one will say, Hey, why are you so quiet? No, exactly. It's always the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the opposite. <laughs> Um, Bussy, we're almost done with our amazing conversation with you. I think we've learned a lot from you today, and I think it would also add a lot of value to the conversation that's out there at the moment for brands. Um, But for anyone who's listening, pleasure. But for anyone who's listening, um, what would be your top three influencer tips for anyone who's considering using them during this pandemic right now? So, okay, my, my top three to the brands is look for authentic and genuine influencers. And I think in light of what happened this week with somebody stealing somebody else's IP, really <gasps> dig deep and do your audits. Um, yes, that was awful. Best. I saw that playing out and I was like, girlfriend, yes. this is a big deal. <laughs> like, Yeah, so the brands really need to look for authentic and genuine people who are brand aligned to whatever messaging that they're trying to to get out there and really use people who have the same brand pillars as yours. I think in in influencer marketing, everybody forgets that branding is so important Mm. because when you use somebody who has similar brand pillars to yours, you do not have to worry about a crisis come uh, situation where somebody steals somebody's picture because you're you're using somebody who has similar values to you as a brand. And, you know, stealing IPs and whatnot is not something you should be worried about. Um, I think people need to also focus on messaging that is very authentic, very connected, and really provides comfort. And lastly, you know, be part of our lives. If you're going to use influencers, use influencers in such a manner that will make them feel like they're part of our lives. They understand our struggles. They understand us, understand our challenges. And then from for the influencers, now is the time to pivot. Now is the time to actually look at your assets. Outside of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, 
what else can yeah. you use that will resonate and actually touch people's lives and actually, you know, again, that earned trust and you know, a sense of community. Look at those platforms and look at your offering. If you are in the travel space and all you've been doing is amazing pictures, perhaps it's, it's the time for you to actually look into the history and culture of those places that you've mm. been going to and actually tap into that because all your, your content has been, been, has been, been um, pretty pictures. Now, there's, a, there's an education element of it, looking at history, looking at culture, looking at the food, really yeah. investing in that content. And then lastly, you know, have fun. You know, everybody is so on edge right now. Yeah. So entertain us. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun with the content. Nobody is regulating you. Have fun. Play with it. You have our attention. We are focused. We are listening to you. We're spending 24 hours on the internet. Have fun. Great tips. Uh, where can our listeners connect with you on social media and uh, everywhere else? So you can follow my personal page. It's at Miss, uh, Miss Manager underscore. And then you can follow our business page, which is Azanian underscore Pulse. And that's all. Uh, I don't think you should go to my Instagram. My Instagram is just full of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we'll do is we'll include all your handles on, on our show notes. And, yeah. and for Kickers Influencer Marketing Strategy, where do they find you? Yeah, so we are on LinkedIn and Twitter at Influential SA. And then my personal ones are at Anne Dolly all across the board. Uh, and for conversations that are extended on influencer marketing? Uh, please follow us on Facebook, conversa uh, Coffee Conversations about influencer marketing. And like and share and subscribe. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Miss Manager, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a great, great session. And uh, the one thing that came out for me is brands need to start uh, reading the room and adding value, adding value, adding value, and being relevant. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, and thank you so much too. Yeah, thank you guys. Pussy, thank you so much. It was great insights. Thank you for having me. Of course. Everybody else at home, we, we love you and please do take care. Uh, we will survive. We've always survived and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys.